recording. Yeah, I saw. When I came in. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be a secret. You can't sneak on me. I was waiting for you to get back. Mm-hmm. I also stopped recording when you left. I don't know why I just thought of Jumanji. I don't know either. <laughs> in the jungle, you must wait until the dice are five or eight. <laughs> I don't know. Jumanji. Jumanji. Then you just have to yell. Jumanji. Jumanji. Juman, Jumanji. My favorite is how they always forget they have to say Jumanji. And so they're just like, why isn't it working? Every time. <laughs> You're like, obviously, because it's like Yahtzee. You have to yell Jumanji. <laughs> Wait, you have to yell Yahtzee? Yeah. Wait, do you That's have... the whole point of the game. Well, well I know you have to get Yahtzee, but <laughs> I don't like know. Uno. You, have to... you have to say Uno. You have to say Uno? Yes, you do. If you don't, you get punished. No, that's yes. not a rule. I've it never played is. by that rule. If what? you have one card, yeah, and the person in front of you hasn't gone yet, and you don't say Uno to announce to the everyone that you have Uno, then they'll call Uno on you, and then you have to pick up two cards. Never played it that way. What? That's or maybe the I did, rules. but like ages ago, so long ago. That's the rules. I think we have an Uno deck. We have to play Uno sometime as well, roommates. Now you just want to because you're a sadist. No. Yes. That's not being a sadist. <laughs> you want to be smart. You want to see me suffer. <laughs> Remember that you suffered. <laughs> well, now that I know that you will suffer greatly, I, we should play Uno. <laughs> we, no, I just really like playing Uno. <laughs> when people lose. <laughs> when other people lose. That's that's called being a sadist. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey. Should we start acting? <laughs> How long am I going to have to listen to just nonsense? Uh, do you want to know? Do you want to know now or do you want to be I a mean, surprise? I, I don't care. A surprise. It doesn't matter. It does. It doesn't. I'll just fast forward. <laughs> but all the nonsense sounds the same. Surely. <laughs> no. Surely. Surely. I'll know. How will you know? A. This is Hysterical History. With Haley. And Alexis. You can sing your part. No. Oh, I thought we were doing a thing. Were we? Why would you think that? Because I started a thing and I thought you'd continue it. Because <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> but apparently I, not. Because I thought we were friends. <laughs> but I guess not. So, uh, now that you are prepped on the kind of quality of the podcast, this is a history podcast. Yep. Where we talk... Why are you making it so slow? <laughs> Trying to think. Okay. <laughs> Where <laughs> we talk. And I thought you were going to keep going, and then you just stopped. I thought you were going to say about history, and I thought you were doing a gag where you just paused a lot. <laughs> and then you just stopped talking. No. Um, no. I think maybe I was going to, but all the will just left me. Oh, gosh. It's going to be a great episode. <laughs> Wait, where are we? So, talk. Haley's been asleep all day. Yeah. Literally the whole day. It was so great. I thought she died. It was really My good. My keys were here. Yeah. She seemed to not be here. I had groceries. I messaged her multiple times. Two times. I called her. Ten. I knocked on her door. And she never answered. Yeah. But then I heard the telltale sign of her coughing downstairs, and yeah. I was like, there she is. Are you trying to keep me from getting better so you can locate me? What? No. What? what? It, just, it was no. just... No. <laughs> like that happening. Uh-huh. It was just useful. Uh-huh. So it was, there you go. It was only useful. I've been telling you to go get drugs. I did get drugs. That's the opposite of me wanting you to be sick anymore. And I did. I told you, I have to wear headphones because when you, I hear you cough, it makes me sad. <laughs> And I go, oh no. Oh no. It's too late. No. 
Anyway, get drugs, kids. If you need them. Don't make a face like, oh, get any drugs you want. No. Get drugs only when you need them. That was just between us. They didn't need to know what face I was making. That was not an audible face. Uh Anyway, welcome to Hysterical History, (laughs) a podcast about history. Uh, Where we talk Um, about history, and it's us. We are. I have multiple announcements. Whoa. We're a year old as of yesterday from when we're recording this. The 26th. Dang. Everyone clap, please. Please clap. Please clap. (laughs) Um, So, yay. Happy anniversary. Thank you to people who have been listening the whole time, pretty much. Thank you to people who just started listening. We hope you're enjoying it. Uh, You have a whole year's worth of episodes to catch up on if this is your first one. So, like, do it, y'all. Do it. Thanks, Italy. Thanks, Italy. Yeah, and Italy, we need to talk about because... uh, did we confirm if that was true or not? I can't. No. <laughs> it's unconfirmed. You know, it's like sources. They just, it's hard to know. But um, It's hard to know when they're millennia old. <laughs> it's true. This, um, this website sent us an email and was like, hey, you want some stats? Come to our website. And I was like, okay, I'll look at it for the free part right before you sign up. It's actually free to also sign up. So it was all free, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But I looked at it and then it, was like, oh, there's extra stats if you look at this. And for some reason, it was like, United States, Italy. <laughs> I was like, but it had those countries highlighted, but wouldn't tell me why. And then I, like, when I logged in, you know, I created us a login, because uh, it is free. Uh, it told us that it was, it checks every day on iTunes for your rankings in charts in every country in the world. Which I believe, because that's a pretty easy algorithm to do, probably. Um, just yeah. to have it do like once a day, and yet so hard to check. Right, cannot because confirm. nobody cares. <laughs> cannot confirm. But um, it told us that like a few weeks ago, we were on the comedy podcast charts on iTunes in Italy, and that we were number fifteen out of forty uh, on the top of the charts. That seems very high, Italy. I agree, because I'm pretty sure there's, like, one person who listens. (laughs) So it might just be that Italy doesn't listen to podcasts a lot, and that one person just nailed it for us. Which, if that's you, Reggio, that's the beginning of the the name of the town where they live, Um, that, according to our stats, (laughs) um, you're nailing it. Thank you for helping us out. Good, Good child. You are our favorite Italian child. But I also tried to Google it, and it's impossible to confirm, so... Okay. But they did it, and I'm going to believe it, because I checked, like, uh, more popular podcasts that I listen to, and it seemed accurate if, regarding those people. So, seemed, I don't seemed, know why it would lie to us. It's just very strange. It is strange, but it was cool. The other thing is we got some new listeners from some new countries. Ooh, which countries? Um, I don't remember. Okay. You want to look them up? I don't know. Um, I think we had some from some South American countries. I believe we had some in India. That I don't remember us having before. I believe I can fly. I believe they were in India. Okay. Well, we have somebody, some in India. I see Brazil. Bra- yeah, Brazil. Hello. People who speak Portuguese. Sorry, we don't. We don't um, speak much. Just just the English. Barely. Barely. Yeah, barely that one. Barely. Um, I can pretend like I speak French, but I don't. I can pretend like I speak Spanish, but I also don't. I can't pretend like I speak Portuguese. It won't work. It won't work. Portuguese confuses me, and I'm amazed that anyone can speak it. Um, and we had some new people in, like, Tennessee or something. Mm. Iceland? Like, I see um, Iceland listens. 
Yeah, we had somebody in Iceland and Reykjavik, probably. That's the only town, right? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, it's Reykjavik. Ah, nailed it. <laughs> it's like, killed it. Uh, seven downloads. Well, yeah. Slowly, we'll get all of you. Slowly, we're taking over the world. All of the Nordic lands will be ours. But anyway, I just want to say thanks to the new listeners from the new places. It's always fun to see more little dots and doodats on the board. Mm, doodats. Yeah, on that map. Um, so we're excited to have you. The um, the map gets weird. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have enough, like, it doesn't have enough space to give the whole country. So in the UK, oh, yeah. it says Scott, instead of Scotland. Scott. Scott. I love my dear old Scott. Scott. <laughs> Scott. Scott. Speaking of England, Scott. today we're going to talk about the Hellfire Club. Whale sing. And it's in England. Okay. Are you ready? Is that sound going to happen again? Okay. Maybe. Who knows? We'll see. You might know. So, as all clubs are, Mm -hmm. uh, they must be started by someone as they come into existence. I'm trying to find... A man or a woman must have started them. Couldn't a group of people start it? It's it's almost always one person, I feel like, who has the idea. What if it's a committee? It's not. It's what if it's one? It's one guy. What if it's just, a religion? Can you not do this right now? <laughs> His name is Francis Dashwood. Francis Dashwood. He's the eleventh Baron Dash. of Le Dispenser. Le Dispenser. Le like the oh. Baron mm. of the Dispenser. <laughs> Baron of the Dispensary. <laughs> it's D Spencer. He but. is. Smoked out my man. <laughs> and I want you to know that on Wikipedia, it describes him as, or maybe not on Wikipedia, one of the articles I read, it describes him as an English rake and politician. <laughs> oh, no. And he's great. He's a he's a, a Jack Sparrow-esque man. So the Hellfire Club, we, you know, uh, like, some clubs that are, like, underground sneaky clubs. Um, like we were talking about. The Lu- yes. The Lutherans. Not the Lutherans. <laughs> They're not sneaky or underground. Well, the Christians. Um, used to be. At some times, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but I'm thinking more of, like, Freemasons. Um, What's the difference between the Freemasons and the Stonemasons? Is that even a club? I don't know. Is that a club? <laughs> Stop interrupting I- me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a lot of drugs. But, um, you know, there are underground clubs, and they still exist, right? Like, Freemasons are still around. You can join the Masonic Lodges. Wherever you want. Knights Templar. There's even one in Moses Lake. It's a really ugly building. They always That I have no interest in. With a whole bunch of old dumb men in it. I think they do that so you don't want to go inside. Yeah, women are allowed. So, it's a bunch of just old men doing goofy crap, I assume, in weird outfits. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) um, I winked at Alexis and she wasn't sure what to do with it. Yeah. But the Hellfire Club is also a secret, sneaky, underground club. But it's like a... It's like a goofy club. I love goofy clubs. And there's question... It's questionable whether or not they were actually, like, Satanists or against religion, really. Um, and people are pretty sure mostly they were just, like, messing around. What time was this? Uh, it's in, like, the mid-1700s. I mean, could have just been messing around. Yeah, it's questionable. Yeah. But um, anyway, so, but Francis starts his own. Um, but before him, 
there are other clubs that are called the Hellfire Club. So he borrows the name after these other ones have kind of faded out. Uh, so the first Hellfire Club is started by Philip Wharton, um, and he was created a duke by George I in 1718 was when he founded the club. Um, and his club, unlike Dashwood's, seemed to have uh, female members, so that's cool. But we got rid of those in the sequel. We don't need women down here. <laughs> There's, there was one article that I read that said had a quote that said, Do Hellfire Clubs survive? It didn't say, like, do they survive today? It didn't say, just, like, do they survive in general? And then it just says, no. <laughs> I'm like, okay. They don't survive. They always die. The Hellfire always goes out eventually. Um, but it says his club was squished. Ew. <laughs> I know. I don't know why they use squish. Don't squish it. In 1721. This is why I have to quote things directly if you don't understand. <laughs> Warden's club was squished in know. 1721 by a bill against horrid impieties, uh, namely those of the club put forward by George I. Squished. Squished. <laughs> they just squished it. <laughs> Um, but the like the big one that everybody knows about, who knows about it, uh, was started by Francis Dashwood, and that was in 1746, um, and was first called Order of the Friars of Saint Francis of Wycombe. Not as splashy. Not it's not as uh, catchy. It's not you like know. you it's wouldn't too long. You wouldn't put it on a leather jacket. No, and it yeah, Hellfire Club, <laughs> and it's and it like. Yeah, it, it's not catchy. It doesn't, like, fall off the tongue easily. Um, and it sounds religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Order of the Friars of St. Francis of Wycombe. Which I'm assuming is, like, a joke. That there's no friars and there's no Order of St. Francis at Wycombe. Or Wycombe's, like, the whore street. <laughs> right. Like uh, where you go no, to get... <laughs> he, it's a place that he owns. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it's still, like, an in-joke. It's not quite as in-jokey as I thought. Yeah. But but still, it's... Yeah. It's, it, that sounds very religious, and unless you're very in on the joke, it doesn't make sense. Um, but originally, they used to have their meetings at a pub in London. Makes sense. Um, called the George and Vulture, um, which I think still exists, which is pretty cool. Pubs do live forever. They do, yeah. This one's 1750 is mm-hmm. when they used to have their meetings there, and I'm like, mm, yeah, that's true. It's probably called something else. Um, But it's probably in the same location. Who knows? It might not. That's true. But then through Dashwood in 1750, they leased um, Medmenham, which is, it says, a tumble-down 13th century abbey. Tumbled. I don't know what tumbled. A tumble-down. Tumble-down. one word. Tumble-down. Tumble-down. Tumble-dry. Originally, (laughs) tumble-dry low. Um, Originally built by the uh, Cistercian Order. I don't know. Like Cistine? Like Cistinian? No, it's it the Cistercian. Same? Cistercian. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, cl- but it's close to his house, which is in West Wycombe. Now, what What matters is that it's within walking distance. <laughs> of my house. <laughs> it's near my house. Um, so, when, so the reason that Francis has got all this money and these titles and he's just kind of goofing and doesn't seem to care, uh, I guess when he was 15, his father passed away and left him all of his stuff. Yeah. When he's 15. And as we know, nothing terrible happens when you give 15-year-olds all the power and money. All the money, all the power, all the stuff. Especially when they're 15-year-old males. Right. 
Um, he actually doesn't do too much. It's bad. Um, Just the Hellfire Club. <laughs> we don't know it's bad yet. Uh, but it, that includes the title of the Baronetcy of Dashwood, of Wycombe. And then um, over the next several years, uh, after he inherits all this stuff, what do you do when you just inherited a whole bunch of money? Marry someone? Stuff? No. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> no. You go on a trip around Europe. It's true. you got to do your Europe just trip. Just for fun. Yeah. yeah. You run, you run the rounds, mm-hmm. right? You get really drunk. Yeah. You father bastards. That's right. Um, and it says, Young Dashwood traveled throughout Europe and earned himself something of a reputation <laughs> among the social elite. Bastards. Um, there's another article I read that says, He spent his youth and early adulthood abroad, gaining a reputation uh, for notoriety while traveling around Europe. He impersonated uh, Charles Twelfth while in Russia <laughs> and attempted to seduce Tsarina Anne uh, uh, and was later expelled from the Papal States. Cool. So, uh... That's a life goal, he's, honestly. He's a cool rebel, dude. He's pretty cool. He's running around 17 years old seducing Tsarinas <laughs> and the Pope is kicking uh, him out of the Vatican. Oh, no, I really like him, though. I knew you would. Oh, no, I like him. Um... So then it says he used this experience to create a specific club in 1733. So he has a penchant for clubs. Yeah. Hellfire clubs in the 1750s. This one's in 1733. So he's all about these clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he called this the Society of the Dilettanti and sent invitations to 40 prospective members. Uh, they were, uh, the club was geared to encourage and develop an interest in classical art and fine dining. I'm sure it was. Um, it still exists. Uh-huh. That does one it, does. Does it? It does. Was that actually what it do? I have no idea. <laughs> Society of Dilettanti. You can look it up, uh, listeners, because I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Mm, it still exists, none. but he was like, I'm bored. Um, so then he's like, in, by this success, he's... Decides, and I'm going to start a new one. I'm going to shart? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shart a new one. <laughs> oh, gross. No, I'm going to start Nasty. a new club. Nasty um, boy. So he, it says he founded another club, which had a much shorter life. I'm like, yeah, because earlier, we already know. Do Hellfire Clubs <laughs> survive? <laughs> no. You already spoiled it. No. No, they, they don't. don't. Um, but the new club was dedicated to those who had visited or had an interest in the Ottoman Empire. Uh, this is obviously a, not the Hellfire Club. <laughs> it's such a like weird after specific nerd club. It's such an after school. He wants club. to talk about the Ottoman Empire, but only with people who legit have been there. If you've just read about it, garbage. garbage. You don't know anything. Only people who have been to it. See, my my bias is like I keep wanting to think. That he's just doing this as an excuse to, like, put rugs on the floor and, like, feed women grapes and stuff. Women aren't allowed. Feed men grapes. Possibly. (laughs) Stuff. Even better. (laughs) Just feed all the boys grapes. We'll get there. Um, But it was named the Divine Club. Or Divan Club. It's D-I-V-A-N. No, not the Divan Club. It's D-I-V-A-N. It's not divine. Divan. Isn't that, like, a kind of sofa? And it was disbanded a mere two years later. Not enough boys. They ran out of interest in the Ottoman <laughs> Empire. Ran out of interest. Maybe the Ottoman Empire stopped existing. I don't know when that happens. Uh, I think that's later. I'm sure it is. It would be great, though, if he just started a club <laughs> about the Ottoman Empire, and then two years later it stopped existing. He's like, dang it! Dang it! How dare you! It should have been the uh, Ottoman Empire we have more Memorial. Memorial. Memorial Club. <laughs> and they changed it to Divine. 
Yeah. Because uh, now it's with the heavens. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, so that's two clubs he started. One is a tiny baby club that fails. The other one still exists. Um, but then he has a vision for yet another club. A vision? Because he has nothing to do. No. Um, because he's rich and bored and a child mm-hmm. still, basically, like a 20-year-old. And uh, so he he had a vision for yet another club, it says, that would make him famous. And that's, I don't think that was his goal, but it did. Uh, and it's the Hellfire Club. Um, so he was too young to join the original club, right, because it was like 1718, so he like wouldn't have been alive, probably. Um, but he had like heard about it, and he was like, that sounds so cool, and that's what I want to do. Um, he wanted to replicate the luxury, it says, seclusion, uh, and exclusivity of Duke of Wharton's vision, only with a much greater lifespan. He wants it to be longer. To live longer. Longer, harder, faster, stronger. stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so twice a year, they would have meetings. Whoa. So not very often. Um... And reports vary on what happens at these meetings because they are secret under and underground. Um, but generally, they think that they were either in March, June, August, or October. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's really bad. Who knows? So they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> Say you don't know. I know. Historians like to think they can figure something out. You know? They want to... They want to know. It's in uh, six of you twelve know. of the months. Well, that's only four out of twelve, <laughs> Haley. Okay, uh, they've eliminated two thirds of the year. Uh, but invitations were sent prior uh, to the meetings, and costumes were required by the people who attended. Um, the meetings were recorded uh, in 1779, like that specific year, in a book called Nocturnal Revels. Yeah, gross. Tell me. Um, every member attending would be allowed to eat well and enjoy the company of cheerful ladies of lively dispositions. Dispositions. So the ladies aren't in the club, but they are hanging out in the underground for the club. They are uh, a kind of entree. Yes. There's a lot of um, quotation marks around things (laughs) in this, so I'm going to try to say them so you can hear them, audience. The monks were called Franciscans. Um... From Dashwood's Christian name, uh, Francis. Got it. Franks. They're called the Franks. Franciscans. Mm, um, and they assumed themselves, it says, or they assumed, they amused themselves, it says, with obscene parodies of Franciscan rites and with orgies of drunkenness and debauchery, which even John Alman himself, no prude, <laughs> like, who wrote this, um, shrank from describing. Whoa. <laughs> he just shriveled <laughs> right he up. He won't talk about it. He He's won't. like, it's very gross. It's um, <laughs> terrible. It's gentlemen's things, and I can't tell you. Right. I I feel like every day I learn, not every day, but, like, often I learn a new, um, like, slang term. And usually they're, like, sexual slang terms. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, what is that? And then I, like, Google it because I'm like, well, now I have to know, right? Because I like knowing stuff. Um, but then I'll Google it and I'll be like, Bleh, no thanks, bye-bye. <laughs> I wish learn? I didn't know that. I don't want to say what it is. It was Because I don't want other people to look it up. <laughs> Can can you tell me right now? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna this? edit this out. Um, <laughs> Is it purling? No. And I was like, no. So they're like deep into it. I don't know that that's what they're doing. I mean, that it came thing. up, but well, no, th- not from this. Oh, it came up from other things that I was looking at. What on the internet? Mm-hmm. 
That isn't a random search, Alexis. I wasn't searching. It was on my Tumblr, like, um, your, on my dashboard. You're on your dash. Yeah. Terrible. I didn't read it. Like, I just, that was, <laughs> it was one of the warnings for a fic, and I was like, what is that? And so uh, I Googled it. Now you know. And then I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> If no. I was even possibly considering reading it before that, no. It's such a nasty word. It, let's stop talking about it, because I am probably going <laughs> to leave some of us talking about it in, and I don't want people to be like, what is it? I mean, at least they'll be listening and commenting on our <laughs> iTunes page. Don't, I don't want them to comment asking what the dirty word was. What was don't it? Don't do that. Uh, anyway, <coughs> so they'd have a meal. Ugh. <laughs> No. I, I'm assuming before the they orgies. They sit themselves down. Um, but it says, once the meal was concluded, a dozen members um, and the annually elected abbot uh, performed, which is not how abbots work, um, performed a religious ceremony upstairs and out of sight from the remaining members. So there are fancy boys who have the extra special pass who get yeah. to do that. Um, the elected abbot always took office from the start of October and was probably conducted by a ballot, it says. Um... But apparently, I'm going to tell you some some of the crazy stories that people have written that have happened. We don't know if they're true. Because we don't know who's just, actually in the club. Just crazy boys. Oh, yeah. But get ready for this. Wow. Monkeys, giraffes, kangaroos. So one night um, before the gathering, a live bamboo was brought into the club. A, lar- a live what? Bamboo. Or baboon. Uh, yeah. Bamboo. <laughs> Say it again. This time, listen to yourself. Start over. (laughs) A live bamboo. (laughs) It's reaching you. It's just like a small plant. (laughs) But it's alive. Like, that's nice. A little nice little bamboo plant. One, I was like, why is she not reacting? One night, Uh, before a gathering, a live baboon was brought into the club. Better. Into the club. Live baboon. (laughs) It's like, oh, he's rocking out. Um, And he was placed in the room of the Lord of Sandwich. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And when the the members went back to their cells, it says, which sounds like they're in prison, um, they were expecting to hear a reaction from him, right? So they're like, waiting for him to find the baboon. Yeah. and it says, uh, they were, ex- I don't know what they're expecting, just him to be, like, shriek and be scared. Holy crap, um, the baboon. I am the But apparently, sandwich. he was reported to have dressed the baboon in his ceremonial costume, and then he locked it in a chest. Smoked out. And then, hold on, but then, uh, <laughs> all of it was done without the other members knowing about it. Nice. Um, and so, <laughs> it was, it was, it was the only trunk or it was only when the trunk was opened in the presence of the remaining members that they found out that their prank backfired. It says, the baboon immediately landed upon the shoulders of Sandwich, who who declared, spare me, gracious devil. Spare a wretch who never was sincerely your servant. I sinned only from vanity of being in the fashion. Thou knowest I never have been half so wicked as I pretended. Never have been... Able to commit a th- or the thousandth part of the vices which I've boasted of. Leave me, therefore, and go to those who are more truly devoted to your service. I am but half a sinner. So basically he's saying, I'm a big braggy boy, but I didn't actually do all the bad things. Don't yeah. hurt me. But he's just being a cocky butthead because he, he's like, oh, no, spare me. Oh, but really, no, he's my like, lord. He's oh, laughing no. at them. Right. Because it hops up on his freaking shoulders. It's like, that's my friend. <laughs> oh, yay. He put me in a box. <laughs> he put me in the box. It was funny. He gave me all the robes. Yep. <laughs> I like him. 
I um, like sandwich. I have a. I have another quote that says uh, it, there is, were. Is it weird? This makes me kind of nostalgic. For what? I don't know. I feel like I've been. <laughs> I feel like I've been to parties like. Like this. you have a past like yeah. life. I'm like, like oh like man, you went to this. Those were good times. <laughs> Remember when Sandwich dressed up the baboon? <laughs> Whoa, wild! That was so funny. Um, I have another quote that says there were parties, revels, and prostitutes. There was sexual energy and drinking. Sexual energy. Energy. Yeah, not like there wasn't. There wasn't sex. There was sexual energy, oh, and I'm yeah. like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Just kiss. So there's a painting that Sir Francis Dashwood has um, by Hogarth. Ew. I don't know who that is. That's the most disgusting thing you've said today. What's wrong with Hogarth? Hogarth. Just that name. Okay. Hogarth. Um, but, but somebody's describing it, and they said, He is portrayed as St. Francis at prayer, <laughs> but the Bible in front of him has been replaced by an erotic novel. <laughs> a halo yeah. above his head shows a picture of his friend, the Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> A miniature naked woman in front of him <laughs> lies in what looks like the ecstasy of St. Teresa. Amazing. So, he's a sassy boy. What a good art. Because there's questions about whether or not, once again, that they're like Satanists and like worshipping evil. Or whether or not they're just being goofy Looney Tunes They're just there. having fun. And really it seems like they're just, they think religion's kind of ridiculous and they're just dorking around about it. Mm-hmm. In like the nerdiest, LARPiest way possible. They're LARPing. They're That's LARPing true. downstairs <laughs> in a basement. They're LARPing in their basement. They're having um, sexy LARPs. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, there was gossip and rumor, but there was no, there's no actual physical evidence to suggest that they worship devils. Like, nobody found anything, nobody nobody really thinks that they were, like, trying to summon demons. I feel like if they were serious about it, they wouldn't have been, like, dressing up baboons and stuff. Right. And that seems a, That seems, a, not like, not the best thing to do if you're trying to summon real devils. Like, if you were really, if you really wanted to commune with Satan, you'd take it a little more seriously. Right. And that, like, I don't know, even the painting suggests to me just such a kind of, like, dorky attitude about it. Yeah. Instead of, like, because he had to pay someone a lot of money. To do that. And it's such a, like an in-joke kind of thing. Right. Like, yeah, with his buddy, the Earl of Sandwich, in the yeah. background. <laughs> Which I'm just like, what? Anyway. Um, but the Hellfire Caves of West Wycombe, um, they still exist, and you can go to them. Um which is pretty cool. And they're uh, a network of man-made chalk and flint caverns in Buckinghamshire, England, uh, which are famous because of the club, obviously. And the club was supposed to have a whole bunch of high-ranking members, right? Like, uh, sandwich. Right. Earl of Sandwich is pretty popular. Um, Dashwood himself is a baron, right? And he's really rich and famous. Um, but also, like, you know, because of what they're doing and, like, potentially doing, because we don't actually know everything that happened, uh, there's a lot of, like, speculation who might have been in it. Um, sure. Who might have attended, perhaps, even just maybe once or twice been invited. Maybe not, you know, every year all the time. Um of, like, high-class, high-ranking people, uh, but who didn't actually possibly go. We have no evidence that those people were there. Or, like, maybe they talked about the club before and so someone was like, oh, you're in the club. And it's like, sometimes people just know about stuff. Or they secretly were like, hey, you know that time uh, I was in the club? And they're right. like, you were never in the club. Yeah, shut up, dude. Shut up. Earl of Sandwich said you weren't there, and he's you there every week. <laughs> he's there all the time. I know that they only have meetings twice a year, but he's there every week. Yep. <laughs> Him and Dashwood. <laughs> wink. Wink, wink. Hey, what's up? Um, but yeah, they say they engaged in pagan rituals, orgies, and black magic. Magip. Magibic. Magibic. I don't know why I can't speak right now. Magip. Black magic deep within the subterranean chambers 
I mean, way to make it sound romantic. <laughs> it's they're just chalk hovels. Uh, oh, and the building of them, um, I believe that Dashwood had them built. Sure, right? Like he had the he had the land, and there, I think there was already kind of like a mine or a cave down there. And so then he was like, "Cool, can you like make some cool hidden secrets and yeah. stuff?" It would have been very very easy. Chalk um, and flint is notoriously soft, right? And that the people were like, and if anybody asked, like. Why are you hiring so many people to do this? Um, it says this was supposedly an attempt to combat local poverty. He's like, <laughs> For I'm jobs. just giving people jobs. <laughs> For germs. Right. Which, you know. Do you, do you not like jobs? You know, you, do you want the poor to just sit on the street useless? I'm no. giving them jobs. It's my job jobs. as Baron to give the poor people things to do. I mean, you know, if, if they happen to just dig out some holes for me, it's, it's nice. What, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Um... Maybe and, afterwards they'll and fill apparently them up. they did have a lot. Yeah, I'll pay him to fill it back up. <laughs> um, apparently there were a lot of people who were impoverished because there were a lot of droughts and failed harvests around that time. Um, and the workers were employed for one shilling per day, which was enough to sustain a family in the Georgian era. It says, and they, and he's also saying that they're mining the chalk and the flint for him, which I'm sure they are, and it's useful, and he gets to sell it. Sure. That's not why he's doing it. No. But, like, it's a convenient side effect. It's a nice symptom. And it's a nice uh, explanation. Jobs and flint and clay and... what Chalk. A, chalk. Mining the chalk. I love chalk mines. Mm-hmm. They're so... <laughs> you stupid boy. They're so They make me... That's how I got all my wealth, was the chalk. Was the chalk. I live on the chalk, and the chalk sustains <laughs> me. The chalk is me, and I am the chalk. Um, and they were all dug out by hand. Because you, so. can, you can do that when your land is made of the softest thing imaginable. That's right. <laughs> um, but they're, they're regarded as a cool feat of engineering, right, of people doing that. Which, it's, I mean, it's probably pretty cool. I haven't been there. I'm not going, but... I considered it. After I read this, I was like, that sounds cool. And yeah. then I, like, looked it up, and it was, like, way too far away. And I was like, I don't like England that much. There are way cooler <laughs> underground hellish cafes in Paris. Yeah, they got all sorts of underground yeah. shiz. Just <laughs> lined with skulls and death. Yeah. Very cool. Anyway, um, there's also theories that the caves were d- uh, dug out for mining. They say it's questionable. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, we know it wasn't, so who cares? Of course. <laughs> Don't be stupid. Why are you wasting time on this? <laughs> it was obviously for the sex dungeon. Right. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so other members they think might have been in the society. William Hogarth, I'm assuming the person is who painted him. Um, John Wilkes. Booth. No. Just Wilkes. <laughs> uh, Thomas Potter. I don't know who any of these people are. I just want you to know. Sure. And John Montague. Montague? Montague. Montagu. Don't say Montagu. Um, fourth Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> oh, I'm glad they call him Sandwich. Yeah. Because Montagu is... Montagu. Montagu. Montregu. Hey, goo. <laughs> um, like- also, uh, there's rumors about whether or not Benjamin Franklin was in this club. Um, uh, he's a, he was apparently close friends with Dashwood. Of course. Um, and it says that he visited the caves on more than one occasion, but people don't think he was actually a member of the club. No. Nah. And I was like, I mean, he's in France. He's busy. He's busy. He just comes by to hang out sometimes. Right. Like, I'm sure he may have been an honorary invite at one point, because if Benjamin Franklin's in town, you invite him to your sex club. Of course. Because, dang. But he just happens to be in town at that time. Yeah. He's not in the club. Um, their club motto was, uh, Fais ce que tu voudras. 
which is uh, do what thou wilt. <laughs> With your baboon. Do whatever you want. That's their <laughs> club motto. A philosophy, it says, of uh, life later used by Aleister Crowley. And by young F-boys. YOLO! Do what you want! Their motto was YOLO. Their motto's YOLO. Just the past (laughs) version. Do what thou wilt. Um, There's a whole bunch of rumors, obviously. I read in every article different rumors. um, That they were engaged in numerous illicit activities, including sex parties, drinking, wenching. I don't know what that means. It involves wenches. I assume so, but I've never heard wenching. (laughs) It's when you take the wench... And you kind of squeeze her until juice comes out. <laughs> and then you get fresh wench when you, juice. When you wrench the wench. <laughs> oh, gosh. And mock rituals, which we already know. That's yeah. true because of the baboon story. Um, according to Horace Walpole, yeah. Walpole uh, the fourth Earl of Orford, um, mm-hmm. he was an English art historian, antiquarian, and Whig politician. Uh, the members' practice was rigorously pagan. Bacchus and Venus were the deities to whom they were publicly sac or they most publicly sacrificed. Um, they were publicly sacrificed for them, and the nymphs and the hog's head were laid in against the festival of this new church. Sufficiently informed the neighborhood of the complexion of those hermits. I'm gonna. I'm wincing and like, because uh, saying you sacrifice to Bacchus and Venus is uh-huh. like. Saying you just drink and have sex a lot. Yeah. At what point... If people don't know, <laughs> what Bacchus point? is the god of wine and partying, and Venus is the goddess of beauty, love, and sex. At what point are you just partying really hard? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't know, really. Was it really a ritual? Was it intentional? <laughs> Party! Or were they just a whole bunch of YOLO boys? Party! There's having frat parties <laughs> underground. I think they were underground. Live baboons. Live baboons. <laughs> Coming out of trunks. Dress like monks. <laughs> it rhymed. <laughs> but is it religion? No. No. <laughs> the whole point is that it's not religion. That's the point. He's just, he's just waxing poetic about it. Uh, he's making it out to be so much more than it is. But anyway, um, Dashwood has gardens at West Wycombe, and they contain numerous statues, shrines to different gods, Daphne and Flora, Priapus, and previously mentioned Venus and Dionysus. Shaking my head. You don't like his statues? Uh, Priapus? Yeah, I don't know who that is. It's the one with the giant dong. Wink. Wink. I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, he sounds pretty bi, mm-hmm. so. And I would say gay, except that he's trying to flirt with Zarinas. So, he sounds pretty bi. Um, it says the grand entrance to the Hellfire Caves were designed... Uh, as a facade of a mock gothic church. Why not? Um, built from flint and chalk. I wonder where they got it. <laughs> what a terrible church. One, well, it's one, just the door. One good it goes rain. underground. One good rain and it's going to flush <laughs> it out. Bye. Uh, and it's England. It rains constantly. One, they're, It's all made of like ancient seashells. Um, it's all going to die. The cave extends 400 meters underground. Uh, runs deep into the hillside of West Wycombe Village and directly below um, St. Lawrence's Church and Mausoleum. <laughs> I wonder if that was on purpose. That's pretty great. It's awesome. Um, their individual chambers are connected by a series of narrow tunnels and passageways, um, leading visitors, it says, from the entrance hall to the steward's chamber and the Whitehead's Cave through Lord Sandwich's Circle. 
Mm. Franklin's Cave, Ooh. and the or the banqueting hall, allegedly the largest man-made chalk cavern in the world. Cool. How many contenders are there? <laughs> Two. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's only one. Uh, and then to the Triangle and to the Miner's Cave. Um, Miner with an E? Yes. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> Just making sure. Um, there's a theory, apparently, that suggests the caves have been intentionally created by Dashwood according to a sexual design. Uh, the design begins at the womb of the banquet hall, leading to rebirth through the female triangle, followed by baptism in the river Styx, and the pleasures thereafter of the inner temple. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. He's real into Greek shiz, apparently. Yeah. River sticks and frickin' Dionysus and... Priapus. Yeah. All these peeps. YOLO. YOLO. But that makes sense because, um... Classics. Classics. People are new. And, like... He, he seems very into, like, you know, philosophy and stuff. He wants to have all these, like, discussion groups with salons with people just about the Ottoman Empire specifically. Um, he's a real nerd turd, and I'm not surprised that he likes people who sit around and talk a lot about random things, and who don't take their own religions super seriously. <laughs> the Knights of St. Francis of Wycombe, or the Hellfire Club, which, like, don't ever call it the first one, um, as it was later called, says was a natural progression from his earlier clubs, which we already talked about. Oh, uh, I guess he had some more paintings that I could tell you about. Uh, it says, on his visits to Italy on his grand tour, which is when he got kicked out of the Papal States, um, St. Francis, or, sorry, not St. Francis, Sir Francis. It's been St. Francis every other time. Yeah. Sir Francis had developed uh, an acute apathy towards the Roman Catholic Church, and on his return had gone so far as to have himself painted by Nathaniel Dance as a Franciscan monk, by carpentiers as <laughs> Pope Pontius VII. Oh. Woo! Uh, toasting the sand Statue of Venus. Oh, wow. By Hogarth as the Franciscan friar, leering at a recumbent statue of Venus and with a halo around his head, enclosing the face of Laura Sandwich. And by Napton. He's just got a whole room of paintings of himself as yeah. different fancy boys <laughs> I mean, in yeah. religion, mocking them. Yeah. Um, and by Napton in 1742 as San Francisco de Wycombo, uh, again toasting a statue of Venus, which can still be seen at West Wycombe. So that's cool. Hmm. Um, and apparently they said, said at the time, the mood was mockery, plain and simple. Yeah. Um, the Medmaham was closed down in 1766. So they did this for like 15 or 20 years. And then it closed. Yeah. And they stopped doing it. They stopped being rowdy boys. I mean, 15 years is a long time to be a rowdy boy. It is. Even if it's just twice a year. Yeah. When, when all of these men are adults and have businesses to do. They're all, like, 45 and yeah. still doing this. I he mean, just, he just had a lot of money and nothing to do. It's, like, fun to do when you're 20. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird when you're 35. Yeah, or 40. 40. Which isn't to say that 45-year-old dudes don't do this all the time. Yeah, they do. They do. But it's like... Whenever they're like, we're going to have a bros night, like, this is basically what they're doing. Yeah. It's just to a, like, more extreme. Mm -hmm. I also find it funny because I don't know how much of this is happening at the time, Mm -hmm. but in the past, before this, um, the... 
uh, papal states has also had very similar experiences like this of just rampant debauchery with the people who are supposed to not be having sex at all. With the let Pope's alone, often. Yes, let alone with prostitutes and giant orgies drinking when they're not supposed to yeah. either. So and it's really not like <laughs> a matter of who you are. It's like how much money and influence and power do you have to make it as big as you want? Right. Um but but I find it funny that it's not different than what like the papal states is doing, and yet yeah. they kicked him out. I'm like, I wonder why. Hey. He's just like flipping him off, <laughs> and they're like, "Get out of here! You're not allowed to do that in public." And he's like, "I'm gonna have myself painted as every single one of you, <laughs> freaking Anglicans." And I'm get gonna out. be looking at Venus and be like, "Hey, babe, wah wah wah, wee wee." My eyes like popping out of my head. There's gonna be character. There's gonna be sandwich on my shoulder and a baboon on his. So weird. It's gonna be a sandwich I love, inception. Yeah, I love that him and the Earl of Sandwich are just <laughs> <bros>. biffles. <laughs> yeah, They're he's like, can bestles. you put sandwich in mine too? Like, here's here's a painting of him that I had done. He's not here to sit with us for the painting, but uh, you get it. You know what to do. You know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, or was his boyfriend? Yeah, which you know, whatever you want, whatever you want. Especially when it's a sandwich. Yep. Sandwiches, sandwich is okay any time of day. We've but addressed I, this it's true. before. <laughs> yep. When we were talking to Mike Dash. Mike Dash. You can eat a sandwich whenever you want, Mike Dash. You can eat a sandwich whenever you want, Dash. Mike Dash would. Mike Dash would. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Dash, would you eat a sandwich? <laughs> would you? Yes. <laughs> On a boat. On a boat. With a goat. Yeah. Underground. With a baboon. Or a float. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I love, though, that this boy was like, I have all this money and power and just, like, nothing to do. What should I do? Anything. And Anything like, you want. So, he's like, I'm going to go out in Europe and just freaking mess around. And then when I get home, I'm going to create 15 clubs. And one of them's just going to be dedicated to, like... Partying with my friends. And making fun of religion as much as possible. Yeah. I like to think that, that he has all these paintings of him as these, like, dorky, you know, monks and stuff and the Pope, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, down there uh, while they're partying, just yeah. hanging on the walls and like, woo! It's kind of like, it makes me think of, like, people who get themselves painted or just drawn as, like, anime characters. Right. It's just, like, fan fiction. Yeah. It's commissioning fan art. Yeah, it's fan art. Which is adorable. <laughs> Except for it was way more expensive then. It's way more expensive. Now, somebody will do it for you for like $10. Yeah. On, and you can pick like the best artists that you can find that you really like their stuff. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Or like like up to $100. I'm sure these cost him like nowadays like thousands and thousands of dollars for each one. To be fair... <laughs> Do you often commission fan artists to paint you giant original canvas works no. with oil paint? It's true, you don't. <laughs> uh, but they also didn't have pewters. Yeah. So they couldn't do it that way. Well, they should have thought of that before everything else. But it's funny because, like, obviously in the past that was a more common thing, having you, like, painted, you know, and like a painted thing of you on the wall or whatever. Like, that's kind of showing off your status, you know? But I just think about that now whenever I watch a TV show and somebody has, like, a painting of themselves. I'm always like, are you just throwing money straight into the trash every day? Do you just use money as kindling for your freaking four fireplaces in your house? Yeah. Like, what's the point? How weird. Status symbols. (laughs) No. Look at this giant picture of me. But at least then it was, like, socially acceptable. Now it's just nonsense. 
It is nonsense. Garbage. But anyway, that's that. And that's that. <sighs> that's the club. That's the boy. I'm all done. I'm kind of sad that I don't have my stuff ready to go for Nero because the big theme with mine was like, um, people excess. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, it's it's really like a normal amount of excess considering that you are the emperor of Rome. Sure. Like, if you had not had right. every possible power and advantage, you might not have done those things, but you did. Sure. Yeah, this this guy is a, he's a, the reason he's famous is because he's excessive for his stature. Mm-hmm. If he was king, this wouldn't be weird. Yeah. If he was pope, this wouldn't be weird. No. But he's just like random baron dude, and he puts so much effort into it. <laughs> he makes people like dig out caves that apparently are designed like vaginas. <laughs> he's such a nerd. He's so into it. He's such he a has nerd. Nothing else to do. <laughs> he's so bored. And I understand. I understand though. Yeah. I would dig out vagina caves if I had nothing. To if do. I had nothing to do. <laughs> I mean, kind of right now I do. Here's the thing, though. I do have nothing to do. You have a lot of money and nothing to do. It's true. You could do this. I don't want to. It's it's weird. (laughs) And that's where you fail. I just, catastrophic failure I'm on the path. I'm going to Europe. (laughs) I mean, with my mom. You can't go with your mom. I'm going with my mom. I mean, not if your plan is to come back and make vagina. It's not my grand tour. I'm not going to bang my way across Europe like he did. That's what I'm saying. You got to get the grand tour. I know, but this is my version of grand tour. This is your mom tour. (laughs) With my mom. (laughs) With mom. Hanging out. That's fair. Yeah. My mom wants me to, like, have booked hotel rooms in, like, every country we're going to go to before we get there. And I'm like, dude, calm down. Like, I don't know how long we're going to be anywhere. So, like, we'll just be chill about it. You know, I'll do it, like, a couple days before, and it will be fine. Yeah. But she keeps being like, what's, send me an itinerary. And I'm like, I don't have it planned that much. Take a chill pill. We're rich rich now, lady. We don't need an itinerary. (laughs) We don't need no plan. (laughs) We don't have to book it in advance. Right, but then she also keeps being like, Oh, wherever you want, whatever you want. And I'm like, gosh, Mom, you always do this. However you want, except for this is how I want it to be. (laughs) However you want, except. Well, Alexis is starting to bonk her head into (laughs) our our material. So I'm going to say. Armadillo. I'm going to say that's a wrap. Wrap it up just like a burrito. Not a sandwich. (laughs) This has been Hysterical History. Leave reviews, email us. Yeah, hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Especially if you're from Iceland or Italy or Brazil or India. Bye. Bye.